Hey guys, if it's Monday afternoon, you know it's power to the people here on Radio Phoenix with Glenn Miller and Chris Felton. And we are bringing you today a fascinating discussion of a very important religious movement across the world called the Baha'i Faith. You know, our show basically is is a show about politics emphasizing its connections to broader culture, including the arts, history, and religion. And today, we're going to cover kind of the fundamentals of the Baha'i faith. We have as our guest here, Deborah Sabir, a former uh, longtime volunteer here with Radio Phoenix and a former programmer. And she has, uh, along with her, um, she's a convert to Baha'i from uh, back in 1993. Also, we have uh, as guests Oswin and Romero to talk about their experience uh, with Baha'i faith and how they got involved with it. And, and we're just going to kind of cover some of the issues, uh, political issues around the, in the U.S., around the world with regards to the faith. And um, so I, I think we're ready to get into it, unless we've got to take a real quick break here. We're going to go ahead and, and, and move into this discussion. And um, I, I don't know a lot about the faith. I'm here to learn today, as, as is Chris. And uh, I know uh, Deborah uh, has been a, a passionate follower when she lived here in Metro Phoenix. She's now off in the Dallas area, but back here visiting. So all three of them are live here in our studio. So let's, whoever, uh, one of the three uh, of you guys who'd like to take this on, let's just kind of get started with the fundamentals of uh, when, uh, a brief definition of the Baha'i faith, and then, and that's, we'll get more into complexity of that in a moment, and when, it's, when and where it started. And, and such, if you guys can help us out. Well, hi everyone, this is Oswin. I am gonna give you a brief introduction of the Baha'i Faith. Um, Baha'i Faith is a religion that has started in 1844. The founder of the faith is Baha'u'llah, who means glory of God. As the followers of Baha'u'llah, we are called Baha'is. So we're following the light of the teaching. And that's the fascinating part about the religion. Not only Baha'i faith background is, um, throughout the history, God has sent humanity a series of divine educators. Teaching has provided the basis of the advancements of civilization. All of these manifestations have included Abraham, Krishna, Zoroaster, Moses, Buddha, Jesus, and Muhammad. Baha'u'llah, the latest of these messengers explain that religions of the world come from the same source mm. and are in essence successive chapters of one religion from God. We believe in progressive revelation. That's one of our principles, meaning as we progress in civilization, we are going to be adaptive to learn things differently. Mm-hmm. So each religion, each messenger of God does not mean that we have to leave them behind. The fact that we actually learn have to learn more about them to understand mm. who we should be as a Baha'i. Yes. If we don't respect or learn the history of all messenger of God, we fail to understand what is the purpose of being a good human. All religious believe have the same foundation. We have love one another, um, protect civilization as if everybody else need to know him and worship him at the same time, be a good human being. We all have the same basic foundation. And it's just we can dig deeper on it as we go. And we have so many principles that we go by. 
That's right. We can drop the mic on that one. I know that's <laughs> right. And uh, hi, this is Deborah Diva D. Okay, back in town here. But uh, like she's saying, the principles of the Baha'i faith, even if you're not a Baha'i, there's something, these principles you can use in your own life to take and grow better. That's what we're supposed to do. We're made of material and we're made spiritual. And our spiritual self should always be growing, always looking for knowledge. And the principles of the Baha'i faith at this time is that all humanity is one. Yes. All humanity is one. So we have to look at the whole world, the global. The next principle is peace. Peace has to be upheld by all the governments of the world. That's what the United Nations is working toward. We do have a Baha'i chair in the United Nations working toward world peace. Also, independent investigation of the truth, people. Mm. As you know, through the ages, you know, we've been lied to. You know, knowledge has been kept, you know, behind. But you have to do your own investigations at this time of everything. Your health, your mind, how does it work? You know, your body, you have to do your own investigations. No one could tell you anything. And then the foundations of all religions, as she said, is one. It comes from one God. God sent down a book. He sent down instructions for the people. Okay? And this is something that we all need to look at. Not the people, not the men, okay, but the books. And the harmony of science and religion have to agree, people. Mm. You have to look at science. Science tells us everything about what God has created. It tells us everything about the beauty of God's world. And that is in us. And we have to look at that. And science and religion is so important. People say a lot of things, but you got to look to the science of it. Okay, and it, please, equality of men and women. Oh, that's what I was going to talk about. Oh, Lord have mercy, equality of men and women. There's so many people, women out there, you know, on the other side of, you know, but it has to be until women become equal, spiritually equal. Mm. Okay, God gave us each different, um, different, you know, Talent thing, talents and everything. But spiritually, we're equal, and we have to grow in knowledge. And until that time, we will not have peace, mm. okay? And then compulsory education. Everybody has to be educated, not just the men, but everybody, okay? It's very important. Education is very important, and there's a spiritual solution to economic problems. We have to learn the spiritual solution to economic problems. And one thing, a universal Language. Baha'u'llah has told us we, everybody needs to speak the same language so that we could understand each other all over the globe. So these are the principles of the Baha'i faith that has to, that we have to live by. Can, can I just back Go up ahead. a moment before we let you, Romero, uh, get in on this discussion yourself uh, related to what Deborah just said? If I understood you correctly, initially you said book, singular, then you said books, plural. And I think this is an important point. Because you're saying different books, God has given us these different books. You're speaking not of just one book. You're speaking of several books. Is that correct? I'm speaking all the books of the manifestation of Jesus, Buddha, okay, Muhammad, okay, who else? Um, Hindu. I mean, those yeah. are the books. Okay, so That's what plural all the books. books. Yeah, the, the mm -hmm. Torah. So this yeah, is the Torah. Yes. This is a monotheistic religion. So you believe in one God. Is that correct? 
Correct. Correct. Right. Okay. And there, there's this Bahala, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, Bahala. Bahala. Now, this was in Iran in 1844 when, when he basically kind of started this movement. Correct. And he, he is claiming, or at least the faith claims, that he was a, a revelatory force, that he was revealing the Word of God. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Okay. So he is like a prophet of God. Yes, Correct. absolutely. Okay. Well, he's the manifestation of God because the prophet, the uh, Muhammad, was the seal of the prophets. Okay. And then Baha'u'llah came. Well, really not Baha'u'llah, but we are twin manifestations because the Bob came, and he was the gate from the prophets to the manifestation. Baha'u'llah has come to take a manifestation, manifest everything that God has said before Muhammad. Okay, every that's what he is a manifestation. I have a question. Go ahead, yeah. Chris. So uh, the word Baha. Uh, glory. It means glory. Okay. Um, in Tagalog, um, because and I, I know a little bit of Tagalog um, just from studying um, oh. a Filipino form of martial arts. So there's a, a phrase in Tagalog that says Bahala Na, which is the, the prefix of that is vastly close to mm-hmm. um, uh, the the phrase itself uh, means as God wills it mm. so I was I, I'm, I don't know I'm just curious like, because there's you know there's the connection and the, the prefixes mm-hmm. there um, how how old is the language is, is the language Farsi or what is the language exactly language is actually Arabic okay. so it's as old as can as far as you can get. Okay. So it's, Baha'u'llah is an Iranian man who was born in Persia back in the day. But however, the language that's used is Arabic. Okay. And um, when, and it's Farsi as well, but a majority of the Baha'is are from Iran, so they speak Farsi, but we have Baha'is all over the world. Mm-hmm. What, was he raised, is Baha'u'llah, this figure from mid-19th century, was he a person raised in... Uh, Islam was he was he born a mu- raised yes. a Muslim? He was yes. born and raised as Muslim. Even in Islam, Islamic, um, they are we are waiting for we are waiting for the next manifestation of God. Mm-hmm. So there's two different ways you can define it. In Islam, we say Nabi, and then there's Rasulullah, and there's two different things. Nabi means prophet. Rasulullah means messenger, messenger of God. So there's a differentiate between those two words. Hmm. We believe in there's a lot of prophets. Um, example, Noah is considered as a prophet as well, but not a messenger of God. So they all prophet. They bring a belief and phrase words of God. But as they get progressive, as we are progressing, we are going to be seeing more messenger of God. So what would be the, the distinction the distinction is as you get into the time, it changed by civilization. Mm-hmm. And Baha'is, we believe that we still constantly going to be progressive. Mm-hmm. In a thousand years, every thousand years, there is a messenger of God that was sent down. It is how we're going to perceive to see all the signs that these are the messenger of God. Some people are still waiting for the promised one to return, and some found what they call the promised one. So it's how you want to define what you're looking for, the characteristic of the messenger of God. Let me speak uh, on that one for a minute. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Romero. So we've been married for almost 15 years, mm-hmm. and I was fortunate enough to be around many different religions growing up. 
-hmm. My grandmother's Jehovah Witness. My stepmom, she's Catholic. My mom was, uh, she's a Baptist. So I was around all these different religions. My my cousin's, uh, he's a Muslim. And I recently just converted mm -hmm. to, to, to the Baha'i faith. And what resonated with me was in the Christianity faith, it says that Jesus will return again like a thief in the night. Right. So no thief says, hey, I'm gonna rob you next week. You just don't know. So I'm like, hmm. And then I thought about it. What if he already came, what if his spirit already came back and the majority of people missed it? What if they missed that revelation? So what I did was I didn't convert right away. I just sat back and watched and educated myself and saw how the people moved and saw how they all got along together. And one thing really resonated with me was the equality of men and women. You see, you see it more in the animal kingdom. It's the female that hunts. The male line's very lazy. I do a lot of motivational speaking, especially in Texas. If you see the male line, he's lazy, he sits down, but it's the female. She hunts in packs. She's a great communicator by nature. And I try to remind the children or the women who I speak to that you are a true leader by nature. You just forgot. And then the human world, we kind of put them down when they are really strong. And the moment we work together, you see that synergy kind of come together and we all we work together. So the Baha'i faith resonated with me because I'm like, hmm, they're preaching that quality of men and women. He will turn again like a thief in the night. I'm like, hmm. And I just watched the the energy kind of move. Very peaceful people. So when, when, we, when we're talking about the quality of men and women, yes. are we speaking about the... Because I'm I'm seeing a a what's the word I'm looking for more of a a push towards um, gender. Quality. So are we talking about gender neutrality here, gender or, are we, or, or or are we talking about gender equality? Because gender equality. because there's, equality. there's a, there's a difference. Equality. There's a difference. Yeah. Yes. So I'm I'm seeing more of a push towards gender neutrality. All right. With that being said, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to pick up with this conversation on the Bahi faith right here on Power to the People and Radio Phoenix, where the valley comes to talk, sing, and connect. Support for Radio Phoenix programming comes in part from MyClickUrban.com. MyClickUrban offers an event listing service for the public and event promoters in select U.S. cities, including Phoenix, Atlanta, New York, and Los Angeles. More information, including listings of concerts, conventions, cultural and family events available via their smartphone app and online at myclickurban.com.
Alright, we're back with more Power to the People with Glenn Miller and Chris Felton. When we left off, we were talking about gender neutrality, and I was getting into the topic of gender neutrality. So I kind of want to pick up uh, right there uh, where I left um, off. Okay. So in in America, okay, um, mm-hmm. where you have, you know, you want certain individuals to be able to use uh, the same restroom as as, as yeah, each other. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right, right. You, right. Um, you want um, individuals uh, being able to work, uh, or or rather, you're, you're taking power from. Um, I don't want to say that. You're, t- <laughs> <laughs> you're taking. You're taking. Uh, you're making some people feel less human than others uh, whether it's on the male side or on the female side um, so um, less uh, well when you have equality when you have equality everybody's the same, same. Yeah, everybody's the same, everybody's everybody's right. the same. human yeah. beings but, so you gotta remember but, we're human beings now and that's uh, how no, you gotta look at but, it but, but, I, but child of God what, what, I'm, what, I'm, trying, what like I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say here is that I'm seeing more of a push in America mm. uh, and also globally yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, global. with gender equality Go ahead, no I'm, I'm not seeing the gender equality I'm seeing women the, just started driving um, in recently yes, in, I know. And, 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 and I'm not oh in the Middle East okay yes. but, yeah, and I'm but I'm seeing more of a, a push to as as a male I'm seeing more of a push to effeminize men uh, and yeah. The way I would, I'm going to let our, our guests go in on this. The way I would look at this sort of, uh, you know, I, what I'm trying to gather and to from put what, down Chris, women. what Chris is and saying is that you can believe in the equality of sexes as I do. I'm a strong feminist and have been since the early 70s, but you can still recognize that there's differences between men and women. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And yeah, we, should, we should acknowledge that at the same time, right. stand fervently for the equality mm-hmm. of men and, and women in terms of how they function right. in and society. That, and that's what right. I'm, and in I'm terms seeing, of rights. And, and I'm seeing gender, and uh, like when I say I'm seeing gender neutrality, I'm seeing, so you're, you're, you're wanting to bring up boys and girls when they're young. Um, and say, okay, well, you're not a, you're not male or female. No, uh, no, no, no. So no, that, no that's, that's, like what that. that's, that's what I'm saying. Like that. That's what I'm trying no, to say. Go ahead, guys. Yeah, you right. gotta own it. Who you yeah. are? Right. You yeah. gotta own oh. who you are. Mm. And each one of us has character. Like I said, your characteristics. Yes, you have female characteristics. Right. That you need to get to. You right. Know, get a get in contact. Contact. Yeah, yeah. Just like same with the women. You know. So uh, with equality of men and women in Baha'i faith, there's a lot of analogy that's been used and one of the our favorite analogy that we use and also in our writings are it's I'm going to direct quote I'm going to read it um, the world of humanity has two wings one is a woman and the other is men wrote Abdul Baha Sata which is a son of Baha'u'llah not until both wings are equality equi- equally develop can a bird fly should one wing remain weak the flight is impossible. By by equality of men and women, we need each other. We need to work right. together. Yeah, we need to work together. This is not the fact saying that women can do it all. As a woman, I can tell you for myself, I can't do it all. I do need help from another man to help me to some things that my body or perhaps my mind is not a, able for me to do so. We have to learn to work with each other. And there's two kinds. That's one of the main big diff- reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need okay. to work. To, we need to work together. Go, go ahead, Romero. Yeah, okay, so on we have two daughters, and before I speak on them, if say you have a child, you have a boy, 
Mm-hmm. If that boy falls, typically what does the man or the wife say? Get up, brush it off. You brush good. it off. You're shake good. It. Shake it off. Mm-hmm. You Don't cry. Don't cry. Mm-hmm. But if a girl falls, what do they say? Oh, my God, come here. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. What if we reverse that? Like, I taught martial arts for 17 years. When my daughters fail, I would always clap and go, good. You made safe. You, you did it because they look for us. So I'm trying to raise strong women where they don't, when they grow, they're going to date. I get that. I want them to realize that you don't need a man. You may want one to compliment you, but you don't need one. You know, get your own education. Make your own money. Have your own. That's what I'm trying to, that's the spirit I'm trying to give back to the world. And so when we speak about the equality, like I need my wife. She needs me. There's some things that I can't do. Some things that I may be angry about, like I need her to like, okay, it's going to be okay. Calm down. It's fine. And same thing with her. She needs, we, we need to, this that yin and yang. We need, we need that, I feel. The balance. Yeah. The, the balance. balance. Equilibrium. Now, one thing about the Baha'i faith, um, each, uh, you might say each culture uh, has something different to do in this faith. I became a Baha'i in 1993. Mm. And I became a Baha'i because I went to Atlanta, Georgia to be a Buddhist. Okay, that was when Hmm. Tina Turner's movie came out. Hmm. (laughs) So I said, if there's some black Buddhists, it has to be in Atlanta, Georgia. So I went to Atlanta, Georgia. I was there for four days. God just gave me four days. Hmm. So I went there one day to be a Buddhist, okay, and I couldn't find a Buddhist temple. So the next day, that Saturday, a fair con, he called all the women in Atlanta to come and see him at the conference. Louis Farrakhan. Uh, Yeah, Louis Farrakhan. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, guys. Louis Farrakhan. Nation of Islam, and he called us to tell us mothers that we must tell our sons about Muhammad. Okay, now I already knew about Muhammad, and my son did too. So the third day I went, and I got up, so I fell back on the Catholic Church. I went to the nice big Catholic Church downtown in Atlanta, Georgia. So that you was were my, raised Catholic, you told I us earlier. I was born and raised Catholic, mm-hmm. went to Catholic school, high school, and graduated and everything. Catholic college also. So this was my background from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But like I said, I'm in Atlanta now, and Atlanta is something else. So like I said, I ended up going to church that Sunday morning, but it was like, oh, my God, coming from Arizona to Atlanta was like culture shock. Mm -hmm. But there was a culture festival that afternoon. Wow, cool. And, honey, I said, okay, we going, honey. I was dressed to the nines, you know, (laughs) looking sexy in my yellow. And I went to the park. It was so beautiful. They had everybody singing, you know, poetry, speeches and everything. And I come find out, you know, that this is a, you know, a religious festival. See, mm. God always knows what you need. That's he right. sent me three of the most handsome brothers up there to me. <laughs> he, they came up to me and told me this is a religious function. I said, oh, please, I hope I didn't do nothing to embarrass him. They said, no, honey, each one of them had me a Baha'i pamphlet. I looked at them and said, whoa, they're not Jesus thumping, they're not Muslim, you know. But they had me a Baha'i pamphlet. Mm. Now, I consider myself a world religion person. I never even heard the word or seen the word in my life, okay. They invited me to the Baha'i Center, downtown Edgewood. It's downtown Atlanta, Georgia, right behind the Martin Luther King Center. Mm. I went there, and I haven't turned back yet, okay. And one thing I learned as a Baha'i, we have two obligations to continue our knowledge, spiritual knowledge, and service to humanity. Now, what made you convert? What was the, the what key made cat- me c- what was the key catalyst that made you convert? Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> How much time do we have? Lord have mercy. <laughs> Take one. Okay, hey, there's only one baby, only one. 
And it was refreshing, glad my spirit, mm. purify my heart, illumine my powers. I lay all my affairs in your hands. Thou art my guide and my refuge. I will no longer be sorrowful and grieved. I'll be a happy and joyful being. Mm. Oh, God, I will no longer let trouble harass me, nor will I be full of anxiety. I will not dwell on the unpleasant things of life. Oh, God, thou art more a friend to me than I am to myself. Hmm. I dedicate my life to thee, O Lord. I signed my card and ain't looked back. All right. With that, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with the second half of our discussion on the Bahi faith. Keep it tuned in right here.
One thing, like I said, each person, <laughs> one thing about the black America, okay, if you check out the Baha'i faith, we must go back to Africa and help with social and economic development. Mm. That is our, okay, service at this time. And the reason that. why they said that, because China done been there, the Christians done been there, I believe they everybody call it, uh, done been there. Sankofa. Sankofa. So that's yeah. our job at this time. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Romero? What, what made you convert? To be completely transparent, we were going through some things in our lives. We had just moved here. Mm. Um, it, it was my wife's uh, family, uh, father-in-law. My father-in-law was, was sick. And it was a lot on the family, so I needed something bigger than me to attach my spirit to. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to attach myself to something that my wife was dear to. I'm like, let me let me further dig down into the religion. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been exposed to it for 14, 13, 14 years. I'm like, what is it that resonated with her? So I dove deeper into the faith. I went to some old elders and in, in, who've been Baha'is for 30, 40, 50 years and attached myself to them, started talking to them, started reading more. And it just, it just made sense. I really can't explain it. It was, it was, very, it was a movement that moved in my heart. And you said you grew up in it or? No, I grew up, was born and raised as Muslim. Okay. I moved to the States when I was 15. I became a Baha'i when I was 16. What really resonated me as I was Baha'is, we have this is one hour way of doing our teaching. We don't go door to door. We don't hand it out flyers. We don't knock on your door and says, have you met Baha'u'llah? Um, because we were taught that Baha'i faith is not for sale. It is when an individual is seeking for something and they will learn independently. So we do have fireside, which is kind of fun. There's no fire involved in there. But there's a lot of food, a lot of socializing, a lot of fellowship. So doing fireside, there's always topic. When I was 16, I went to a fireside and someone asked me, uh, I asked a question. If Muhammad was a seal of the prophet, hmm. and how could there be another messenger of God? Mm -hmm. And then yet in the same time in the Quran, it also says, look out for the twin prophecies. Mm -hmm. And I'm so confused at the age of 16. I couldn't ask that question when I was growing up in Malaysia because dare I address the authority figure in religious to ask as a woman to ask question. But instead I asked and a man beautifully answered to me and that's when I clicked. The fact that he says that yes, Muhammad is the seal of the prophet. So how it's explained was Adamic cycle. Adam and Eve is considered as the first man and the first woman. And they said, we go through a cycle of Adamic cycle. And that just means the beginning, the first cycle. So each cycle kind of goes a certain. So in every writing, it has a certain cycle. Hmm. So Muhammad was talking about the last of the Adamic cycle from the beginning of the religion to he was. Mm -hmm. And then he did talk about twin prophecies. And that is when the messenger of God's coming up. So, and they break it down to me between the prophet and what messenger mean and what would 
consist of teaching what the faith would do. And for me, what resonate me the most is the fact that that I have a voice in a religion. I have a voice as a woman to speak respectfully mm-hmm. to what I want, what I need. I get to own it as a woman and I get to be in the community to be part of it. And that's what made me fall in love with Baha'i faith more than anything else. At the same time, just because I became a Baha'i when I was 16 and I'm 37 years old, doesn't mean that I know everything about the faith. I am still constantly learning. learning. And I can't say I am wise beyond belief because I'm not. If I if I could enter, unless there's something I was going to bring something up and, and let you guys you know re- respond uh, I, with all due respect to your faith, uh, this is a criticism based on information that Deborah gave me probably a few years ago. I was at the front desk one evening and Deborah and I talked, and she gave me some written material I read, and I think we talked about it later with regards to the position of the Baha'i faith regarding politics. And my understanding, if I understood it correctly, is that they think it's not appropriate to vote and that it's not appropriate to engage in political action. Now, uh, Deborah, you and I, without making being too presumptive here, are probably older than the other folks here, mm-hmm. older than Chris yes, and our yes. other two guests. You uh, and I both remember the 1960s. Yes. Remember the the civil rights struggle, the political action, the civil rights legislation that was passed through political action. Yes. King was a hero of mine Mm -hmm. when he was murdered in 1968, a 13-year-old boy. And and we were were fighting, the people were fighting, and Mm -hmm. that that developed my politics when I became an adult in 1973. Mm -hmm. Um, And political action is what brought on a different kind of America where you cannot be, well, at least legally discriminated against based on your faith Mm -hmm. or race in America. It didn't used to be that way. That's correct. You know the history of the 50s and and the the, the lynchings and things that have gone on in this country and the way we had to fight against that. So let me, this is my understanding Mm -hmm. and and how, what, what is the position if you guys want to repeat what is the position of the Baha'i faith with regards to political action? Okay. You, you, you want to go? Go ahead. Well, let me just say one thing right quick because I did forget something. Elimination of prejudice of all kind. That's another principle of the Baha'i faith. So that's something that we're always working for anywhere we go and everything that you, we do. You kind of mentioned that in no, okay. in no uncertain terms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So elimination that. of prejudice. Mm-hmm. So that goes. So go ahead on. Go ahead and talk about uh, it. There was a talk that um, Abdul Baha did in Paris. Um, mm-hmm. Religion is concerned with the things of the spirit politics with things of the world mm-hmm. um, it's okay for Baha'is to vote but you don't say who you voted for um, okay. like I'm very involved in you know in things of the community uh, proudly yes. um, but I just think we should just all work together if, if mm-hmm. that ma- if that makes any sense well and, uh, well go ahead Deborah you want to speak to that okay and yes I would like to speak to it right because that is true you know we have Baha'is that are involved you know they can vote and everything but me you know I'm not I don't vote I stop because one thing you know I in order for me to vote I have to know that person I have to know the character of that person and also you know even when Obama ran only thing I I said, oh, Lord, please, you know, the people are voting here. I hope no one does anything, kill them or anything else, you know. 
and I wouldn't want to have that responsibility on my head. And even now with what's going on, you know, I, you know, I didn't vote, you know, and I'm kind of, I'm glad I didn't vote. You know, we say prayers, you know, and we pray. We know that whatever's going to happen, God's world's going to be. No matter what, God's world's going to be. Whether I do it or Trump does it or whatever. <laughs> and even Trump, he's coming around bringing people together globally. You know, it's crazy. You know, he may be mad, but still, you know, spiritually <laughs> things are getting, you know, putting it together under all this. So that's how I feel about politics. You okay, know? but the direction, I'm trying to get the direction of the faith, though. So the direction of the faith uh, in terms of how they advise you how to live as a good Baha'i in, in a country, whether it's America or whether it's a dictatorship mm -hmm. like Iran, uh, is that you can vote if you have an opportunity to vote, if you're lucky to have that opportunity, mm -hmm. but you should not engage organizationally in politics. Um, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. that caused disunity when each, we all are not going to have the same belief and thought process. Right. So because we are going to have the dislikes and likes of certain things. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. as a Baha'i, we are supposed to obey and heed the law of the nation wherever we live. Mm -hmm. We have to be the model citizen of what country or state or whatever we are. Howsoever, when we vote, we have to make sure that we vote silently because we believe in the changes that's happening currently. And we're not supposed to have that discussion within our fellow Baha'is or community. We just do it with our own family in our own comfort of home. Yes. To tell us that we believe one thing and changes the other, it makes an effect of someone seeing like, oh, you don't see the same thing that I'm seeing. You must not respect me. And that's where the concept is going. Baha'is are encouraged to vote. Baha'i are encouraged to do things that to abide the law, make the difference in what's going on civilly. But we are absolutely not going around saying, like, label ourselves, I am this type of party, or I'm a Republican, I'm independent. We're not supposed to discuss that openly with anyone else because that is your preference and what you do in your personal life. Mm. So uh, let's say, let's say you, 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 live in, you, you don't live in America. A, a democratic republic. You live in Iran. It's a dictatorship of the uh, of the mullahs, essentially. It's a theocracy. And would, w is it okay for a Baha'i living, let's say, in Iran to commit to the violent overthrow of that country? It's never okay to be part of any violent um, scenario. Howsoever, as a Baha'i, we are have to respect the rules and the law that's provided. We stand our ground. We fight in peace. Passively. That's why Baha'is are being in prison. The businesses and everything are taken are being taken away because the government does not recognize Baha'i, the Baha'i faith. Okay. Government Iran. Mm -hmm, yeah. Qu question. Um, what if? Everybody has their own definition of, of violence. Yeah. Um, yes. My definition of violence is is just basically if something is done, harm harm is done to you, be it mm -hmm. physically, emotionally, right. uh, spiritually. Correct. Okay. Um, what what if you haven't done anything wrong? And something is done to you mm -hmm. physically or done mm -hmm. to your children. Yes. Are you, does your faith allow you to act? I think that might be an individual thing. I know that's right. Yeah. No matter what, uh, I, uh, let me just say, I'm a Baha'i. 
Okay, but then again, I'm a black, <laughs> black woman too. See? So you have to understand, yeah, our, you know, we, you know, we try to be better and do better and things like that. And then also we have to look at it as a test too. Yes, you know, right. it's our test. You know, what is this trying to tell us? No, I wouldn't want nothing to be done to my children or anything else. But then again, I got to look at my kids, honey, because if someone was done to them, they probably, you know, started it. But I'm not saying. But anyway, we have to take and, you know, be who we are spiritually, mm. you know, so. Okay. A Baha'i denies no religion. He accepts the truth in all. He would mm. die to uphold it. Yes. He loves all men mm-hmm. as it has his brothers of whatsoever class, of whatsoever race or nationality, or whatsoever creed or color, mm-hmm. whether good or bad, rich or poor, beautiful or hideous. He commits to no violence. If he is struck, he does not return the blow. That is a speech that was given by Abdu'l-Bahá, which is a son of Baha'u'lláh. I mean, at the same time, the simple but not so easy to accomplish idea of turning the other cheek may sound familiar to you if you are a Christian, because Christ commanded his disciple not to return the blow. But you can find the concept of nonviolence in an in the original teaching of all of the great world religion. Um. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so what we're saying that all ahead, the religions, Deborah. like you said, all the religions from come from God. And if you're reading something and it doesn't, you know, you know that it's against what God wants, you know what God wants. Okay, so what you're reading something that's against what God wants, you know, you just turn away from it. So, you know, we Well, we, we, we get into these topics. Chris and I get into this stuff a lot, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we, we do. We, we love to get into the weeds on, on this, but... Um, and I, I think looking at, I'm a deist. Uh, okay. I, I've gone through a, a journey. It was raised LDS and mm-hmm. became an atheist, agnostic, and came back to a conception of God. Yes, but, and I look at these works like um, the 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 Quran, the the Hebrew Bible, the New Testament, and I see a lot of stuff in there that is very positive. That I could, you know, you know, that I think is very positive values. See a lot that's, that's negative mm-hmm. and terrible. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do you guys discriminate? against, you know, elements of these texts and say uh, that, you know, no, uh, this I don't accept. Uh, for example, in the Hebrew Bible, in Leviticus, it command, God commands that anybody engage in homosexual activity must be put to death. Uh, that's, that's the command of God in the mm-hmm. Hebrew Bible, in the Old Testament. And are, are these, do you guys look at some of this and say, no, I don't accept that? Go ahead. You you have some Baha'is who may be homosexual, maybe lesbian or something. If they, if that's that's their choice. They can right. do that. We just don't. It's just shunned upon them to practice it all openly about right. it. You can whatever you do behind your closed doors, do that. Right. I mean, if I'm, you love that, do it, do you? I think, yeah, because I think that's I think that's the 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 overall concept that everybody should take. Like, yeah. Well, as, yeah. Yeah. If whatever is within your spirit, like yeah. Do you? Do you? Right. That's um, it. Yeah. But that's, that's it. Just because you do certain things doesn't right. necessarily mean that you have to. Do I that. have to do them. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's correct. And I think sometimes people, s- certain people, right. want carbon copies of mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. And then they get mad at you when you when you when you <laughs> go against the grain. Yeah. 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 
I never understand that though. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm passionate about this. Mm-hmm. Go play. Just because, okay, okay yeah. just because somebody's heterosexual doesn't automatically make them okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, because mm-hmm. I know some heterosexuals true. who are nasty. Yeah. They do some true. things that whoa, uh-huh. they just bad. Right. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you good, you you shake my hand, I shake yours. You yeah. a good person, mm-hmm. you a good person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just I look at the, I don't look at spirit the, of the person. I look at the spirit, mm-hmm. of, the spirit of the person. This is not the words. I'm mm-hmm. looking at your patterns. Right. You know how are how are you in with your family you know how are you in business mm-hmm. how are you in, in school character. how's your character yeah your character that's what i look at. i don't care that's if what you, we're looking at lesbian gay straight i don't, I don't care yeah. doesn't bother me before well, it was good and bad no I, i'm not hearing an answer to my question though my mm-hmm. question has relates to these different texts that yeah. you your faith sees as a revealed word of god mm-hmm. do you discriminate against elements of those texts mm-hmm. as do most modernists muslims christians and jews i would say progressive muslims christians and jews in america do they do discriminate within these texts do I'm you a, guys okay, i'm, I'm trying a, to understand I'm a, I'm because a, I'm well, a, we don't discriminate, discriminate against yeah. any text yeah, they're saying they don't because we have evolved Okay, that's why, uh, you know, I, a homosexual, like he says, you know, we have yeah. gays and homosexuals in our faith. Now, only thing is we cannot marry them because, as Baha'u'llah says, marriage is to take and bring about a family. Okay, marriage is only for that purpose, mainly for, you know, come together and bring about a family. Okay, so we have uh, homosexuals who have been married, who are married, but we don't know. I mean, because sex is something that you shouldn't be putting out to the world. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're just you. You just you. You just like you could be. I don't know. Well, you know, so to answer that be, question, no, know. we we, uh, we don't discriminate. I don't no, discriminate yeah, against so elements do against elements of these different texts that nope. you see as revealed word of God. Well, no, but see the elements no, no. of the that that's okay. That's just like you going through uh, your um af- your arithmetic, and then you go into algebra. And then you're going to uh, geometry. Okay, the elements in this text, yes, they're going to grow, but you don't need all of them. Hmm. That's just like okay. any book. Okay. okay, you don't need all of them. So, I you, learned, so you discard some elements of no, those texts. No, it's not that we disregard. We have evolved. We don't need those elements at this time. We have evolved. We're not going to kill nobody. We're not violent people. Okay, and we're not going to discriminate against anything because prejudice, uh, elimination of prejudice all kind is our main principle. So it's not that we are, uh, it's just that parts of the algebra, you know, arithmetic we don't use, and what we need for uh, algebra, we're going to take from that, and we're going to take from algebra what we need from geometry, but we don't need everything. And just like, and, and just like the books, a Buddha taught us how to meditate, you know, and how to process. And like he said, Jesus Christ taught us to turn the other cheek, love our neighbor as ourselves. And that's what, you know, Baha'u'llah has taught us, you know, that we have to take all the religions and learn from them. And another thing about the Baha'i faith, see, most people, like I said, we're worldwide. We have a temple on every continent. Our temple in India, okay, if you look into the, uh, what is one of the wonders of the world, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know it. Go ahead on, brother. I love that. But, yeah, second wonders of the world. And in Chicago, all the people go to our temple more than they go to the church. You know, in Chicago, Will Met, Illinois. So we have a temple on every continent that most people know and been to. And also you have to look at the different uh, cultures of the faith. Okay. Now, the Baha'i faith, when it came to America in 1912, 1912 in Chicago, you know what that looked like. Now, Abdul Baha, like I said, we keep saying different words, but you have to take and research the faith. But in Abdu'l-Bahá, talk to the NAACP. 
for their fourth Congress, okay, convention, uh, conference. He spoke. So a lot of people know about the Baha'i faith. He went all down south. Howard University, all of them, okay, knew the Baha'i faith in 1912. Okay, you had W.E.D. Bois mm. speak about, I'll bring my papers in here. W.E.D. Well, Bois. I know, I know the Bois. You know, right, know he spoke, spoke about, about the Baha'i faith, hmm. okay? Dizzy Gillespie was buried as a Baha'i. That's right. Hmm. Okay? We have, what uh, was the Harding? We have so many great uh, Baha'i, I mean, black historians that knew about the Baha'i faith, wrote about the Baha'i faith. And this has started in 1912. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is a general estimate, not holding anything, eight of, the, million. of the 8 million globally? 8 million plus is globally. And how many? What, 3 million? 3 million. We have, what in the is U.S.? It? Yes. In the we US. have, what is it, North Carolina is the first Baha'i state, meaning that it's a state that has more Baha'is than any other religion. Really? Yeah. North Carolina? North That's Carolina. That's where I'm from. Yeah, and we have the so Baha'i radio. Okay, Radio mm-hmm. Baha'i in North Carolina. Totally right. awesome. That's another, before we wrap up in a little bit here, just in terms of where people, uh, the Baha'i website, I mean, if people want to learn more about the Baha'i faith, what do they do? 1-800-UNITE. And Baha'i.org. And Baha'i.org. B-A-H-A-I dot O-R-G. Okay. And 1-800-UNITE, U-N-I-T-E. You, you've mentioned now that uh, offspring or, I guess, the son of the original founder of the faith back in 1844 is being an important force. Is there like a Baha'i pope? Is there a certain leader that the, 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 the faith is structured around who is the living prophet of God? Is like in my faith, the faith well, I grew up in, the LDS faith is? Holds well, up. Well, uh, no, not really. Uh, Baha'u'llah, you know, most of the uh, other religions, you know, they have splintered off, like the Shiites and, you know, the Sunnis Mm -hmm. and the Christians. They have the Baptists and, you know, everybody else. But no, uh, Baha'u'llah, you know, he he put everything down in place administratively, so we cannot splint off any way or anyhow. Like he said, when he died, his son, Abdu'l-Baha, Okay, became uh, the leader, well, the leader of his works and talks. And then after that, uh, Abdu'l-Baha, you know, grandson, Shoghi Effendi. And he gave us the whole administrative order, which is what we call the National National Spiritual Spiritual Assembly. Assembly. And everything is located in Haifa, Israel. That's where we go for pilgrimage. Like you go as Christians, you go to um, uh, what? Uh, Jerusalem, yeah, Jerusalem, Jerusalem the Muslims go to right. Mecca, Mecca, and mm-hmm. we go to Haifa, Israel. And in your Christian book, it's called the Mountain of God, Mount Carmel. That's where it is, Mount Carmel, the Mountain of in God. In 2018, who is the, today the the leader, uh, if there is a leader of the Baha'i Faith Baha'i Church? So we don't have a leader of Baha'i Faith. We okay. have a structure that was created. So Baha'u'llah was the founder. First, it started from the Bob. He's the gate who opened up the flood uh, for the gate to open up for Baha'u'llah. And when before Baha'u'llah passed, he had passed down his, the leadership to his son. Abdu'l-Baha means servant of God. That is not his actual name. And then because of that structure, without having dissecting religion to multiple different sect, they had held it accountable to his grandson, who was Shoghi Effendi, who later on appointed call Hand. Are the cause of God, meaning they are selective beings in this world until they pass, 
will take care and guide the guidance, meaning that no one else can respond or answer, then later on, all responsibility, all takes are through writing what's called Universal House of Justice, which is based in Haifa, Haifa Israel. Israel. It's a group of people that have been elected within the Baha'i of every four to five years. But however, um, where there are certain guidelines to follow. It's not one person saying that, hey, you have to do it this way or no, you have to do it that way. We follow the writing, but we respect the laws that was already given in our holy book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Question. So with, okay, with Christianity, we know that it's been translated so many times that things get lost in translation. Mm -hmm. um, we're talking whole passages sometimes totally rewritten and reworded. So is do you guys have that issue in your faith? No. Uh, no? Mm -hmm. And how have, you, how, how have you avoided that? They keep the structures up. Whatever the structure was originally written, they keep that and they really protect that so it doesn't get watered down. Because when you read writings, even though it's translated in so many different languages, it's very carefully translated. Mm -hmm. Because in a sentence, when you read Baha'i writing, you'll see some words are capitalized and mm -hmm. some words are not. Mm -hmm. Even the N, if, and the has a different meaning in how you read it. So it has to be carefully translated mm -hmm. because especially in English, the language can mean so many different things and how you put it in a sentence. If you capitalize the letter H, I, M, him, are you talking about the manifestation of God or is that going to be discussing between God and the manifestation of God? There's a differentiate in a mm -hmm. sentence. So when things are translated, it is handled in universal house of justice and that's it's carefully because yes. by instruction, when you translate something incorrectly, it caused all, all kinds, kinds of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. And a lot of people can mm -hmm. take my words, what I'm mm -hmm. sharing right now, could be as in a different understanding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't even read text messages mm -hmm. wrong. Right, right. Mm -hmm. 